Welcome to the Meditation Ward. My name is Nadia Ward, and I'm really excited to bring you this podcast. I talk to a lot of meditation practitioners about their practice and what led them into meditation and what keeps them there. I hope you enjoy it. Each week, we have a second episode where you get a guided meditation. So you can come back and use those whenever you need them, and they're there for you. Are you interested in starting your own meditation practice? Check out TheMeditationWar.com, where I offer a six-week program to work with you one-on-one to teach you meditation tools and to help you find a practice that works for you and your lifestyle. I'm also a health and wellness coach certified through Georgetown University. So if you're interested in wellness coaching through a meditative perspective, I'd love to talk to you more about that. Contact me at TheMeditationWar.com or find us on Instagram, The Meditation Ward. And now our episode. I'm excited to introduce Petra Rakebrandt. She is the author of Yen is the New Black. She's a meditation and holistic health coach and healer, energy artist, Reiki master, and helps people unleash and helps people unleash the best version of themselves. Hi, Petra. Hi. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so yeah. happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. That's a lot of stuff that you do. It is. <laughs> yeah. And, and it what, never ends. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I love about, about your page and how you talk about the best version of themselves and helping people unleash that. The first thing that popped to my mind was you having to first unleash your best version of yourself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Of course. This yeah. is well, what surprised me the most that at one day I felt like I'm not even living who I am and um so wondering what is my best version or what what is it what I want out of life or out of friendships out of a relationship and I realized that unleashing myself or really finding out what is inside and what would like to get out is what was needed yeah when was that wake up call for you when you realized like wait what am I what am I living who am I well, honestly, I, I have images of myself where I'm really a kid, like four or five years old and sitting in my parents' house in the kitchen or being with friends and always having the feeling I'm observing and asking myself, what am I doing here? You know, that there was always the question like, am I in the right place? Who am I? What do I want? And even if we played, like usually I think kids, they just play and have fun. I was playing and like, does this make sense or should I do something else? So that was already something really weird with me. <laughs> and then later in life, um, with every decision, I had lots of, um, not problems, but many thoughts. If, is this the right decision or what else could I do? And I, I always saw so many options and it felt really difficult for me to make a choice. And this is something I can always see in my life still that it's always about making choices but now I know which is the best choice for me this is the one I want to take and not the one for the other people around me and this is what I did often like choosing the job where I thought yeah my parents would like this or getting married yeah that's good for the society and then living a life that my husband preferred and but not living my life so at one point, I really woke up 
And I thought like, wait, this is not what I want. And I really knew at that time what I wanted to do. For me, I was always leaving Germany. And my ex-husband at that time always found excuses not to go away. And then at one point he had to leave for his job. And I and I was still there and like, wait, <laughs> he found excuses not to go away. And now I'm here. No, something must be really wrong. And then I, I, I woke up like, no, I have to look and start. What do I really want? And that opened a can of worms. <laughs> this is when everything started, where you where you look deeper and deeper and deeper. And this is also how I came to the work that I'm doing today, because also before I I was a engineer and a managing director. Wow. Which was obviously also not what was aligned with me and what wasn't myself or showing my personality or my wishes and dreams. So there was a big wake up and it was late in my life I was already 38 and which was kind of scary also that you think at that time you think like oh my gosh life is almost over and now if you get a divorce if you start all over again that can't work out so there were so many fears but yeah. I did it anyway because I was really at a point in my life where I was so sick sick and unhappy and I thought there are two choices either I stay in this situation and I might die soon or I really do the work and figure out what I want. What was the sickness? Oh, I had at that time, I had like, I think a chronic sinus infection for like seven years. And wow. mostly they just give you antibiotics, which never helped. And I had chronic back pain. And when I look back today, I can say I was kind of depressed. Yeah. yeah. At that time, I thought I'm just unhappy. But if I look back with all the knowledge that I have from today, I mean, I was depressed because of living that life. Yeah. And then you like literally jumped ship and ended up in the Caribbean or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been too easy. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, at one point I, I thought, okay, let's let's break up and... I still had to stay in my job because I, at that time when we broke up, I have just taken on the job as a managing director and I just couldn't say no to that position at that time. I felt like, okay, I worked so hard for this and there's a sense that I'm doing this now. I, I had just finished my MBA studies and I thought, no, that yeah, this is it now. But it was hard. Um, but then two years later, when there was a chance to to stop this, I decided, okay, now it's time to really start working on what is it, what I want to do. And I came to the Caribbean just by accident, let's say. I, I was looking for a place to learn French and to go away from after the separation. And so by accident, I found Guadeloupe, the French Caribbean. And the moment I was sitting here at the beach, I knew this is where I'm home. And from then on, I knew, okay, let's let's work toward this goal, making it happen to move over here. And I really had to learn French if you want to live here and work here where they speak French. So there was kind of work to do. And the other work of like, what is possible? What kind of job do I want to do here? Because that was clear for me. I don't want to be an engineer anymore. I'm not working as an engineer anymore. 
So with yoga and meditation, is that something that you practiced like in your life before, or is that something that you found through the changing? No, I, I did yoga already when I figured out, like, I'm not, I'm not good (laughs) in my mind, in my body. So yoga is really a nice tool to, to heal already and to understand more to get more self-awareness body awareness and to really connect with yourself so I did already yoga uh, the last years while I was the managing director and that helped me already to become clearer and clearer with every week and when I stopped working as an engineer I knew this is this is something that really speaks to me and where I feel aligned doing healing work and um, understanding or finding out how we can unleash ourselves or figure out who we are, who we want to be. And so I I came to the Caribbean with uh, the job as a personal trainer and a yoga teacher. And by doing this work, I, I started like developing more and more because through the clients, I felt like, okay, they also want to know more about nutrition. So I studied nutrition and um, after that, I figured out, well, maybe it would be nice to have more healing modalities because that was something which really spoke to me, healing and myself and others and helping people how to unleash themselves and how to figure out what they really want in life. Yeah. So and then with more healing modalities and studies in the field of wellness and health, I came more and more to the point that I offer the life coaching and meditation coaching and meditation coaching also because even though that I did the yoga studies and I learned meditation, but I never had this um, connection to meditation that I felt I could have. I always knew there is so much more that we can do with meditation, but I haven't had the tools yet and I haven't had enough uh, meditation practice. And then I found the studies of uh, the Liberate and I studied the, to become a meditation coach. And that was really opening so many doors of more healing and how I can use all the tools that I already had and just put them into the meditation coaching. Yeah. And you know what it is like coaching people in the meditative state. It's so deep and profound. And then you can use the meditation coaching um, to coach uh, nutrition or to coach wellness or to coach Mm -hmm. business. So there we have so many options. And that was finally where I found, yeah, this is, this is really my path, like being in the meditative state and going deeper and digging deeper and finding out what we hold back in our subconscious. Yeah. It's like getting people to drop out of their, their brain and into their, their intuition a little bit and listen there instead of to the the what's or the whys Mm -hmm. yeah to connecting with the heart space is mostly what opens up then where we see oh yeah this is my truth this is if we can stop thinking and using our brain because in the brain there's so much stuff that doesn't even belong to us all these thoughts and habits and patterns but if we try to get around this and really come deeper into the heart space and connect with our own, our soul, then we come to the truth. Yeah. So I always think about that as well. Like if you were, if your brain was telling you the truth, you wouldn't change your mind all the time. 
<laughs> like your <laughs> mind, you can change your mind all the time. So you can't really go there looking for the truth. Yeah. Because that's it, why oh, I, wait, your brain, your mind changes constantly. That's not where your truth lies. That's where yeah. your opinion or your thoughts lie, which is very different than your truth. Yeah. And we can see this even sometimes if we eat something or drink too much alcohol, our thoughts change immediately. Mm -hmm. And so that means like, wait, is this me now? Or what part of me is talking to me? So this is where we could understand already. That's not my thought. Something is happening in my brain <laughs> and I don't have control over it. But with the meditation, we can get the control of our thoughts. So how long have you lived in the Caribbean? Well, it's now almost 15 years. Wow. It's a long time, yeah. yeah. But it still feels like home and um, I'm very happy here. And I am somebody also, I need uh, water and white sandy beaches. So <laughs> that's also something I already knew. I always knew as a kid, I always, the summer was for me when I was the happiest if it gets cold, I I was really miserable. And I lived in Hamburg. It was almost dark from October to April. That really uh, messed with my mental state. Yeah. <laughs> so I I knew I need to go somewhere where there's light and sunshine. I'd love to talk about your meditation practice and um, what it looks like for you, like now. And then probably like where you started, but I'm curious what it's like now. Like what does meditating look like for you? How often do you meditate and what does your practice kind of stem around? Well, I learned through the, the liberate course that I really, that the, the regular meditation practice is really what helps us the most. And then I started really meditating every day before that I meditated maybe three times a week or when I felt like, Oh, now I'm sad I should maybe meditate, but now I sit down every morning and um, that is something that really anchors me already to go through the day and where we can um, start the day strong with a strong connection to ourself and maybe also setting an intention for the day or maybe still also working through something that came up the day before or through a dream. So I really like... Um, meditating every morning and journaling every morning and sometimes I feel even that I I want to meditate again in the evening sometimes it, it depends of the the energy around me or in the house and by now I really like sitting in this stillness and it gives me it gives me really the feeling of peace and being connected to myself and like spacing out what's going on yeah and it's it really helped me also to um yeah to have this kind of peace during the day yeah. even when you're not meditating or also like having a stronger self-awareness and having understood what's necessary when do i need to change something or am i happy in this place or you know it it really helps us to to be focused yeah you're having a pretty good argument for morning meditation i have to say i like med i like usually meditate like around 4 um, because I just have a hard time figuring it out in the morning or something. And so I'm kind of curious, like, like, do you get up and eat breakfast and then meditate? Or you just like pop up out of bed and meditate? Can you tell me what it looks like for you? Yeah. And I, so, I mean, this so is I can try it. <laughs> Maybe you can't try it as I'm doing it because you're not in the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. 
and I can get out, like I get out of bed and I feed my cat. <laughs> I brush my teeth. I go to the bathroom. And when I come out, I have my coffee. I get my meditation cushion and I sit out on the terrace. I think this is what you can't do all year long. <laughs> Much colder where you are. And um, then I sit, um, it's mostly the time, it's often, it's around the time when the sun is coming up. So I sit in the first uh, sunshine in the morning. And usually the cat, the cat is coming out as well and laying next to me. And sometimes after the meditation, she's sitting behind me, like back to back. So it's kind of, we have our personal ritual. And yeah. this is something I've really developed maybe a year ago also, I admit before, it was also different. There was a long time I, I liked to meditate only in the evening. And it was difficult for me to get out of bed and and just meditate. But now it it just anchored and it's it's it, it's normal for me now, this ritual, like sitting outside. And even if it's if it's only for 10 minutes. But usually I even take clients not early in the morning so that I really know I have like two, three hours for myself in the morning and I like that time. And I think like if I have created the lifestyle that I want, why not creating no clients before 10 a.m.? <laughs> so, so at least 10 minutes, but how long ideally would you be sitting? It's almost with the journaling. It's usually that I'm sitting outside for an hour. Okay. So it's sometimes I'm journaling half an hour and sitting and meditating for an hour, or sometimes I sit like 10 minutes in meditation and then I have something, oh my gosh, I have to journal about this. Sometimes I get out and I have so much to, to brag out or a dream, which was important. And I first journal and then I sit like maybe 15, 20, 30 minutes in meditation. So that varies the, mm -hmm. the ratio of journaling and meditation, but it usually comes to an hour in the morning. Nice. What is it like um, when you're in the sitting and meditating part? Um, what is it that you're practicing? I usually I also start. Um, I don't want to say forcing myself to focus on the breath, but even I think if we have already a good meditation practice, it's easy to just wander in our mind and to think about stuff. So meditation is also really like coming to yourself, coming to the heart space. So I usually start with the breath, focusing on the breath. And then also what I like is connecting to the heart space. And then it's really, um, yeah, observing the whole body, like a body scan or sending love and light to areas that hurt um, or doing like a healing, like, you know, sending myself Reiki. There are different um, options, but um it's it's easy to wander with our thoughts, you know, and just sit and and think. But this is not what meditation should be like. Yeah. But it's sometimes it's it's helpful for me. It's helpful, like sitting in this stillness and also finding solutions that come from the heart space, you know. So when those things start to come up, you don't try to push them away and come back to like quiet or does it depend no, and especially if it's like really old stuff and old thoughts and old feelings, I sit and and go back to these situations where I felt this this heavy emotion or like 
um, abandonment and rejection are really topics of my life that I always felt and they can pop up anytime. And so then I sit with this and I cry. <laughs> I have a good cry <laughs> almost every morning because I just go back and allow myself to feel it, what I have pushed down maybe or what I wasn't able to see. And yeah. um, now I sit with it and I also do a lot of inner child work in a child healing which means yeah letting this inner child come up that is hurt and that needed something that it didn't get and so I do this kind of healing in my meditation well so usually though you end up starting just by trying to focus on your breath and slow yourself down then you said like some heart heart space awareness and the body scan um, body also, scan yeah really also using the body scan to to send healing like uh with, with this joint pain or whatever is going on in the body sending some love and light kind of healing yeah to all body parts and like integrating all body parts because what i also see in my nutrition coaching that especially women if we have like body image problems like mostly it's we are not accepting our body and what the body needs is like being integrated and being loved and the meditation is a great tool to to do that to sit and and sending love to your own body yeah and then after that you just let happen what happens yeah it's either that if i have journaled before that i get up into my day after the meditation and or I still journal through whatever came up and um, because the journaling also is kind of sorting everything out or things that need to be looked at and often through journaling I understand like, like oh that wasn't even the right thought that I had you know that you understand why this thought was here or this feeling and through journaling, it becomes so, I don't want to say senseless, but um, it resolves itself and that we can let go. And usually after the meditation, it feels like, yeah, I'm just sitting and feeling the gratitude and sitting in the sunshine and feel ready to to get into the day. Yeah. But I can feel the differences if I don't meditate in the morning and I just get up and start doing the day. It's like then from the morning on, I have the feeling I'm not really in control of everything. You know, then it's like almost, yeah, you're you're just reacting to everything what is happening instead of sitting down and maybe already thinking, what do I want to do today? And what is the plan? What is my intention? And this intention setting is something so useful because then you're, day is guided through this intention and you are not distracted from other stuff and if there's a distraction mostly the intention is much stronger and no that has nothing to do with me now you can do this later yeah and often later it's unimportant <laughs> so um how has for some reason this popped in my head but how has all your meditation work affected your relationships like first I was thinking like you have family and stuff in Germany, I assume. So how has it changed the relationship that they have with you or, and then like, 
creating new relationships in your life as opposed to the ones that you had before when you weren't doing this work? I I would say that I have changed. My emotional and energetical state has changed. And so I think this is what people pick up. And I often feel wherever I am, suddenly like people are always around me. You know, it's like, like how do you say, like wherever I go, there's this, this uh, cloud of people around me. And I'm not doing anything. And but now I know like they just want to be in my good energy. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even have to say anything. And I'm I'm a person who's like I said already as a kid, I was the observer. I'm really not talking a lot. I'm mostly observing and I'm talking in my head. And often I take part in discussions, but I just don't verbalize it. It's going on in my head. I have my own discussions in my head and it's happening that I can answer somebody's question, but somebody else is talking out loud and I have my answer in my head and I don't feel like I have to verbalize things. But so I'm more like the quiet person and just feeling and sensing. And But I feel like since the meditation, my energy must have shifted and I feel like my surroundings have shifted. I... There are people I don't see anymore and I attract other people now into my life. And the relationship with my family has changed totally, even though I haven't seen them in three years. But on the phone, I can sense everything is different. And the way they speak to me, I speak to them. It's it's different. And we don't have to force anything. It's just the energy that is shifting and it's happening on its own. And it becomes so much more easier. And for me now today, the most important what I see is like really this um, letting go. Like we usually want to have an opinion to everything or we want to argue, we want to be right. And by now I'm thinking like, it's not even worth like saying something, you know, and it's not that I'm neglecting or that I'm pushing it away. It's just like there is no charge anymore. It doesn't make sense to to argue. I mean, I'm still speaking up for myself if it's necessary. And I think this is, has even changed because now I'm really speaking up, which I haven't done before. But you really learn this uh, discernment of when it's necessary to say something or when not. And when just being in the energy. Yeah. And it makes life so much easier and so much smoother but you're right I'm I'm going back home uh, to Germany in a few months and I'm also kind of curious what that will be like yeah what would you tell like Petra in her 20s oh (laughs) oh my gosh I just got when you said this I just got an image like I grab her hand and I pull her away (laughs) like come on let's run (laughs) Yeah, that's what she should have done. And she was ready to run, but she was so afraid. And um, yeah, now I would pull her out of that, that feeling of fear and misunderstanding and mostly fear. And um, it was the fear also, like if I would have done what I wanted, I was uh, rejected. 
So it was always kind of people pleasing. So it would be no stop people pleasing and really start living your life. Yeah. Run. <laughs> Just run. <laughs> Stop people pleasing and start living your life and just run. There yeah. was one big dream that I had. I wanted to study art in Italy. And I didn't because I was too afraid. So and you're an artist still though now, right? Now, yeah. I I brought myself back like four years ago for my 50th birthday. I I went finally to Italy to study art in the summer. And That's since incredible. then yeah but this is also i must say um a result of my meditation practice that i through the meditation i really got back into my creativity and figuring out no this is really what you wanted you knew it when you were 20 but i was fearful and then i understood like come on it's not too late let's start at 50 why not yeah <laughs> and since then i'm i'm painting yeah would you like to tell us a little bit about your book my book. Yeah, that is also a long story. It's called Yin is the New Black. And um, it's about all the, the the areas of yin, the energy of yin, where we become more quiet and silent and passive in a good way, passive. And um, also the, the um, how would you say, the energy of yin food, because I figured out that, well, we live in a really young energy world, always huffing and puffing and running around and being stressed and being competitive and doing more and more and more, which is very young. And after my well, burnout, also, I understood that it was just too much. And even if we feel it's too much, we... We continue and we don't allow ourselves to take a break. And I started earlier before I, I published this book, I already started writing, but what was missing is um, it was the, the, the silver lining or the, the red line through the book. And when I studied uh, yin yoga and I did the certification for the yin yoga, then I suddenly I understood how it is everything connected that this was the missing missing piece for me this yin piece to really allow myself to sit and take a break and and eat differently and become more aware how to reduce stress and so i have a few chapters in the book everything what i did also to to change my life from the yang to the yin life i look at the the food that we can change to have less stress because also food can give us stress and contract the body. And I talk about the meditation and yoga, which is yin and which we can use to reduce all the stress and the yang parts. And what we can see is that after a long work day, I mean, our bodies, they just want to relax. And that's why people get home and have a glass of wine or other alcohol because alcohol is relaxing so we all know that at the end of the day we want to relax so why not doing some yin yoga <laughs> instead <laughs> of drinking the beer <laughs> yeah no it's it's so important and in the end it's all about education i mean if people knew how easy it can be to be aligned and 
and healthy and and happy through really simple things in our life through getting enough sleep and eating healthy and getting uh, in peace with yourself that would shift already so many things yeah. that's how we can already create immense health sleeping exercising looking at what food is good for us meditating yeah was there ever a point in this practice that you just like wanted to scream and like I don't want to sleep and I don't want to meditate every day and I just like want to like chill out for a minute and not do all this work do you know what I mean it's like it's like a lot of stuff that you have to focus on to be healthy and happy even though it's supposed to be easy but it's not it's not and in the beginning it it feels like these are all constraints to, against the real life but if you find the rhythm and it becomes it becomes your real life then you're wondering like why wouldn't i not <laughs> but of course it, we, when we start like to figure out a, our own meditation practice then it's like with everything it if you want to change something, our brain, our body needs at least 21 days to get into a new habit. If you want to stop eating sugar, I mean, that's not easy. It's it's the same like if you want to start meditating also the, the fourth or fifth day, it's like, what again? Oh, no, I'm too tired today. It's our body is fighting against new patterns and new habits because now it's it's much easier to just go on and then suffer at the end of the day. We know how to deal with that. But once you have created all these differences that brings you to a much happier lifestyle, then this is your lifestyle. Then this is like, you don't want to miss it. And today, now I'm I'm like, I often say, oh, no, I don't want to go out tonight because it's just, I know it's just draining. It doesn't make sense. And I know 10 years ago, I was mad if I couldn't go out at least on a Saturday night or, you know. Because I had the feeling this is the life. This is we are supposed to go out and have fun and drink alcohol and have parties. And but now it's like, no, please, no, I just want to stay at home. I have fun. <laughs> I have friends, I go out. <laughs> but it's also then you know what what is what is helping you and what is helping you on your healing or keeping you healthy and happy instead of like going out and missing a few hours of sleep and then feeling drained for one or two days. Yeah. I, when I started meditating a lot after a while, I just stopped drinking because I'm like, why am I going to do all this work every day meditating to just drink and then make meditating really, really hard and uncomfortable and be hungover. <laughs> like it didn't make any sense for the practice I was doing. And I just like, once I start, stop doing that and I'm, I'm still meditating every day. And like, I had a glass of wine at Thanksgiving, but like very rarely, but because it's like, why do I want to mess with my head when I'm doing all this work to make yeah. it clear? <laughs> and I think, but also I think that this is coming naturally. Then if somebody needs to force himself to stop drinking, the more you meditate or the more you have your decision and goal. I want to live a healthy life. And I, I'm aware now this is helping me and this is not helping me. So why would I do the things that are not helping me? And I think that comes back also to self-love and self-awareness. Why would I punish 
myself and my body. In the end, it's what it is. But through the meditation practice, if we do it regularly, I think we don't have to force ourselves for anything because the more we get aligned with our body and we listen to it, it's just happening naturally. And now I also, I see myself like, oh no, I don't want to drink. And before, of course, I, I love a good glass of wine, but now it's almost like, no, it doesn't give me anything. Yeah. So there is no, no forcing. The more we get in alignment, it's happening on its own, all these positive changes. Because I think then also our body understands what's good and what's bad. And yeah, we don't want to suffer anymore. And this is the phrase that really, at one point I really understood this, I don't want to suffer anymore. And which helped me a lot to to turn things in life around, to understand, no, this feels like suffering and this feels like happiness. So I'm ending the suffering little segue into like any advice you would give to, to meditators, like if they're new or they've been doing it for a while, like any tips or tools that have helped you like start or when things get hard or do you have anything you'd like to offer? Well, for, for beginner beginners. So really people who never meditated is already to let go of this myth that meditation is that you stop thinking <laughs> And just allowing yourself to be quiet for even if it's just a moment or a minute and just sitting and being quiet is already a good start and allowing yourself to do this for a minute, which can be very long for people who are always running around and need to be busy, you know, so that they don't think or um, are afraid of feeling so just sitting and starting with a minute in silence and then also focusing on the breath. And even if it's just one round of breathing and counting down from 10 to 1, that's already 10 rounds of breathing and focusing on the breath, which can be super long and difficult in the beginning. But we have to start somewhere and it's an easy tool. And I, I have people, they just, they manage to do it once and then another day one time and then they are ready to do two rounds of breathing from 10 to 1 and some also manage already sitting two minutes in silence and that's what I do with my clients and without telling them and then when I said like oh this was already two minutes and what and they are really proud of themselves like sat there for two minutes without doing anything and I'm like wow yeah that must have been so difficult and but then also you can imagine what's going on in their life if just sitting two minutes is difficult. So we are in a in a society we're still going on the toilet without the phone. I mean we, we are busy now all day long. We yeah we are occupied any any second. And I see it on myself. I have to always remind myself, no, you can do this now without the phone or no, you don't have to look now. You can wait. <laughs> and it's difficult. It's yeah. because there's so much information and we are in a in an energy that we think we have to respond immediately or we shouldn't lose out or we need to be present for other people. 
I can I can I know exactly what's what's going on in people and it was a lot of work for myself to to put the phone away for half a day or something but then it also can be so relaxing and then you see how much pressure we have in our life that's I think that's the most important thing the more we get people to meditate and to understand like yeah it's so important to shut down and and be quiet for a moment otherwise we will never recover but I see in in my clients it's really the biggest fear is to feel what could come up and that's a bit I don't want to say sad but it shows like all these shadows that we are carrying around and what we don't want to see the feelings are harder than the thoughts mm -hmm. you've noticed mm -hmm. and it's easier with the thoughts just to put another thought there and a thought is just telling you something and with the thought you have the feeling and then with the thoughts that you create you also create what you want to feel but if you stop thinking and you start feeling then that's what is really in there the thoughts we are just using not to feel what is really there because with the thoughts we create different feelings the feelings that we think we can handle but if we would stop thinking and sitting and just feeling this is when everything is coming up and this is what most people are afraid of to feel the truth what's really in there what we have really pushed down and not wanted to see but that's what will change everything and would unleash and give you the freedom to become you because the moment you understand who you are and that you can live as yourself that is freedom yeah, yeah. your life would be so different if you didn't take that step <laughs> 15 to 17 years ago, I guess, to oh, yeah. get yourself out of the grind of what was expected. I'm not sure if I would be here. Yeah. Because it's it was really um, critical also. And when health is critical, it can be, can be anything. Did most of those uh, health issues go away? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they went away. In the first two years here in the Caribbean, I think I had like a, one more bronchitis in the beginning. But then, no, nothing else. Or so, being depressed. No, mm -hmm. that might be a day like, you know, when an old thought is coming up and which can happen. I mean, uh, there's so much stuff inside. But with this practice of meditation, you learn also how to deal with setbacks much easier and you understand oh this is an old thought where is this coming from well last week i must say the full moon was really heavy on me and i really felt a few um, childhood dramas i really felt really sad and depressed and as everything there was another wave and i was like where is this coming from and but finally then also things happened in the universe and to me or as we say for me that this popped up again, like, wow, that's incredible how 
how everything works together. And obviously that was needed again to see, okay, there is some stuff left. Let's have a look at this. And then the universe presents you a situations where you really fall back into your childhood drama and feeling super abandoned or rejected and you're wondering like how can this happen I worked on this for so many years but then you sit with it and you understand and you're grateful for another wave of healing and today I can really laugh about the last week but last week I was crying it was kind of horrible where you asked like why you know why again and but if you see then the result like two three days later and you know oh, okay yeah i learned this and oh this is for this and now it's it's really worth going through this work i like it how you said a uh, different wave of healing it just like really struck because like mm-hmm. i do feel i've noticed with forgiveness that there's so many levels of forgiveness and I think I've forgiven someone but it's like you mentally understand that you're not upset at that person for whatever reason or it's okay and you come to like an acknowledgement but that's so different than actually loving them again or for like there's so many different like waves of healing the way you said I just really love that because there's different depth within your with your mind with your body with your spirit yeah you gotta no, get through one and then another and then another before it actually is changed or different yeah and i i can see like some things need to be healed first so that we can go deeper mm-hmm. and it's really it's amazing how how this process is happening and in the end, it's a safe process. And we also, what is said, you never go through a healing that you can't deal with. You always can deal with what you see or if you go through a session. What is coming up is what you're ready for to look at and what you're ready for to heal. And yeah. maybe that's a topic. I don't know. I have many topics and I had topics with my father that I have been through and then five years later it popped up again where we're thinking like what I did this and another round and okay there was something left which was much much deeper and other healing was necessary to go deeper and then you do this and that's fine yeah and that's amazing I think this is really for me this is this is life or what life is about to go through these healings to to develop yourself to develop your health to develop your mind and your your energy to to really to unleash to to become your best version it always sounds a little bit uh i don't know <laughs> like everybody uses these words but yeah. there is so much meaning in it it's it's yeah you there's a bad version of you and there's the best version of you. So which one do you want to live? How do you want to go through life? Yeah. Choose and then do the work. <laughs> yeah. And when we choose, it's much easier than if the universe pushes us to, to do some healing. Well, after this episode, there's going to be a second episode of you leading a meditation. And I was thinking if 
perhaps you would like to lead us in the way that you start a meditation with um, breath, with mm-hmm. heart space awareness, with a body scan and love and light mm-hmm. so that people can enjoy that practice in the way that you do it. Or is there anything else that you're called to lead us in instead? No, I would certainly love to to do the way how I'm guiding the meditation and also that people really first can connect with their body. And then usually it's very um, intuitive and I sense what people need, especially with my clients. It's really always on point what they need when I sense the energy. And even if I have a group and even there are 10 people and everybody believes, oh, this was exactly what I needed. <laughs> this always amazes me. But I mean, in a group, it's we are also on a level of energy where we come together. And yeah. it's, that's perfect. Well, I'm going to have all of your show notes, all in the show notes will be your website and any other social you want in there. But if you'd like to share your um, website with us verbally and anywhere else people can find you, you can do that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, my, my web page is like, it's just my name. It's www.tetrarakabrand.com. And from there, you can also find my Instagram and my Facebook and can also send me an email to contact me p.rockabrand at gmail.com and meditation coaching is really amazing for all kinds of topics if it's like life coaching or business coaching or wellness nutrition because in the end everything is connected yeah everything and I coach many women who want to create their business but especially if we want to create something then everything what we haven't looked at is popping up. Then the fear, the guilt, the shame and that pops up in relationships and it pops up when we want to create the business, when we want to take money for our products and we face the shadow sides in all areas and they are all connected. Yeah. So their meditation coaching is a good tool to look deeper and dig deeper and change. Wonderful. Well, I hope you guys go check out her website and um, send her messages and try out meditation coaching with Petra. And we hope you stick around for the next episode of just Petra leading us in a opening of what her meditation session looks like for herself. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for being here. See you later. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you stick around for the meditation on the next episode. If you're interested in wellness coaching through a meditative lens or starting your own meditation practice with accountability, check out TheMeditationWard.com. Give us a follow on Instagram at TheMeditationWard and please like, review us, and share with your friends. See you soon.